When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and I'm joined, as ever, by Nathan Blake and Paul Bandonato. Afternoon, gents. Good afternoon. I'm good. I'm good. Hello. Hello. Obviously, a lot to talk about uh, in this show. We've had two games since uh, we last did a pod, and we've got, obviously, West Brom coming up uh, this weekend. So... First of all, I guess it only makes sense to, uh, to start off with that Hull game on the weekend. Yeah. Um, a two-all draw away at Hull. What that was close, wasn't it? No prediction. Yeah, what did you say? I haven't jotted Three, it down. 3-2. Oof. And you were all looking at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, g- a good result away? I think it is, yeah. I think especially being 2-1 uh, down in the last you know, couple of minutes to get... You know, to go right at the other end, uh, Danny Ward, brave as well, Ward's goal, by the way. Could have got smashed, coming back off injury. And it was brave because it was like, it could have got done on his angle yeah. quite, quite easily. But um, no, put himself in there, you know. You have to say it was shocking defending by them. But, yeah, probably you know, one, wouldn't it? It's for Danny to take advantage of, and he, he absolutely did, and I thought it was great. My uh, My disappointment came... With um, with the goals we conceded, really, you know, I think if you look at, I think the first goal was a free kick. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm look, uh, I'm like I I've, I've looked at this free kick, um, like probably fifteen times over, right? Because I don't want to say uh, Smithies was at fault, but when a keeper gets a hand to it, you have to then think. Why didn't he get there? The reason for me, he never anticipates as a right foot uh, free kick. He's gonna, it's the boy because they've got two lads, one right foot, one left foot. Yeah. And the natural angle was for a left foot, so he never anticipated the lad is gonna try and do him on his near post. Great free kick, you have to say. Oh, good free kick. Um, and I can you see Smithies. He's trying to see the ball. He's too far over to his right. I would say. Maybe by a yard, maybe yard and a half, uh, and because he's not anticipating the right foot taker, he's expecting to run over it. I think he takes the free kick, and Alex doesn't move until the ball is past the wall. But the telltale sign is Alex has to take two strides and then dives, which tells you how far away he was mm. from it. Because the ball didn't like shave the post; it was probably a foot inside the post or half a foot inside. So he got a hand to it behind the, just behind the line or on the line, but uh, he couldn't get there. And I just thought, you know, he'd be disappointed with that. And I think if you looked at the, the players' reactions as well, they were a bit disappointed with it because they thought he shouldn't have got beat there. And I, I would agree. And, you know, but it happens. Things happen. 
you know, uh, you just have to move on. Then uh, the 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 other goal, I'm, I'm trying to think of the second goal now. I don't, I can't really remember at the moment, but I'll come back to it. But yeah, I thought uh, Alex could have done a bit better for that that free kick for sure. Mm. Um, Warnock said it was the most disappointing equaliser he's ever had in in his career. I think. Yeah, because it would have felt like a loss. I would have. Mm. No, no, no. It it felt like a point, but they'll probably think they should have got all three I think um, I'm, try, I'm trying to memorise the, 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 their, their second goal now and it'll come to me but there, there was there was faults there as well I think it might have been the lad at the near post um, but by all accounts it, it was a improved performance from what, from what I gleaned yeah um, and like we keep saying the, 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 the wheels are moving forward the chains are moving uh, I know my colleague here is probably uh, less optimistic, let's just say, than myself. Because I'm, you know, I don't, I, I say, I accept the fact that we are where we are with who we are. And it's not going to change. So, you know, if you you start wanting it to change and willing it, to change, it's not going to happen. So I just cut that side off. I just, I just say, we are where we are. I know what we're getting. We've been successful doing it once. Whether we'll be successful a second time, I don't know. This team doesn't seem to have the same dynamic, you know, prowess about them as the team that won promotion uh, a couple of years. And there was just more of a verve around them last time when they won promotion. Um, Points seem a lot harder to come by this they, time. Well, I, I, I think the league is as tricky, if not trickier. And I think those six or seven teams at the top, you know, they're going to be hard to overcome. You know, they're going to have to go on uh, real bad runs to drop out of those sorts of positions. I mean, they're not decided yet, nowhere near. You know, one of my one of our colleagues here is uh, is cartwheeling because um, our noisy neighbours are at the top of the table. But like I say, there's what thirty six games to go, so mm. you know, long, long, long way yet. But for City to do what they're doing and getting a result, again, just pick up a point. You know, you go with a point, you come away with a point, you're happy. So, you know, good result. And uh, But judging by the highlights, probably could have won the game. And another positive, Robert Glatzel scoring his first goal in, in open play. Ah, yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to say. Between the six-yard box, well, between the sticks. Proper striker's goal. Proper striker's it? goal. That's, you know, that's been crying for him to do it. You know, don't worry about the workout. Get your main focus for the next two months, three months, is just goal-getting. You know, goal-getting, goal-getting. Just say that, I'm going to get goals. Put that pressure on yourself. But he's got the ability to do it. But good move as well. Good early ball in, good arrival on time by Glatzel, and just slid in, couldn't miss. So uh, yeah, some some good positives. Yeah, it's important, I guess, that Glatzel and Ward scored. So that that's the two strikers both scoring them, which has yeah. been difficult to come by so far this season. How important is it that these strikers get on a bit of a roll? It's massive, Glenn. You know, they've got to um, sit. You got to find. When they went up, they weren't prolific scorers. They weren't even semi-prolific scorers. You know, their top scorer was just got the double figures, I think. So, 
you know, but we've said on the podcast from the start of the season what City need now in this league because I don't think like I just said they've got what they had two years ago I don't think I think that team is better than this team in my opinion right but what you've got you've got Glatzel new lad striker you've got to be looking for him to get 18 to 25 goals and I think if you can do that those 1-0 when the striker pops up in the next one away from home or you're under pressure at home for 70-80 minutes because let's be fair we don't keep the ball so we are going to be under pressure mm-hmm. um, if he can pop up and nick you that one that one goal you know that's what you need is uh, someone who's going to get you at least 18 goals I think you know, it's, it's imperative for City this year the soundbite seems to be uh, a point away from home in the championship is, al- is always good and it's always difficult to get a win away from home but behind the scenes do you think how much of a concern is it that they've not won away from home yet this season well it'd be a concern to a team that's going for the championship mm-hmm. which is what Cardiff are you know they are going for the league make no bones about it whether like myself you think the team won promotion two years ago is better than this team we spent more money this time round but for me I just if you give me a choice I take the the other team you know start of the season Mendes Lang Doylet you know Bamba you know they, they were they were a really good team so uh, who knows man I'm kind of I'm kind of we are where we are it is what it is just don't focus too much on the fact that you haven't won away and you know playing how you're playing if you the most important thing is winning your home games right to keep in with the pack got to keep in with the pack right I don't care if you're in with the pack and you're 12 but four points off six in January because I can tell you from experience I've been there and we end up winning the league so you know, as long as you're in the pack, in and around it, like I said, just can't let that gap develop too much to nine, ten points. I think that's when you'll have a real problem after Christmas. So, um, not imperative, but the way games we've had are the kind of way games you want to be picking up the three points as well. You know, because although we always do well at Leeds and places like that, going to Leeds, going to Fulham, you know, these places are going to be difficult. And on that note, that's the end of part one of Blakey's Boot Room. In part two, we'll be discussing the 3-0 win over QPR. Welcome back to part two of Blakey's Boot Room, where we will be discussing the 3-0 win over QPR. Paul, I'd like to get your thoughts on that one first. Um, nice to get a word into this podcast. <laughs> Blakey, total show so far. I actually disagree with Nathan a bit about Hull being a good result. I'm not convinced it was. I think that's the sort of game Cardiff got to be looking to win. But it was made a better result on the back of the thumping win over QPR, to be fair. So, you know, if you do win your home game, as Blakey said, and you pick up points away, you're remaining in the pack that way. And I was looking at it, despite what's been an indifferent start to the season at best for Cardiff, they're five points off the top, Blakey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they, they may be down in 10th uh, place yeah, I think it is now I think mm-hmm. that might be the highest this season mm-hmm. yeah. but um, you know they're only 5 off the top which is nothing in the championship mm-hmm. with another 30 plus games I think it's those go. those top 6 or 7 
They are good teams. Yeah. Very good teams. Um, so, I don't know how Cardiff won that game 3 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was in a different part of the ground to Blakey, and I texted him at two nil after about what time was the third goal scored? Oh, seventy. Okay, so I I would have texted you what about sixty minutes saying yeah. how the heck are we two nil up in this game? <laughs> I couldn't get my head around that. Yeah, because I thought Carlo were totally outplayed by QPR. They hit the woodwork twice, um, but. I also then took a picture of the scoreboard when it said Bluebirds 3-0 and I can't remember when I last saw that so I wanted a nice picture of it <laughs> because it was a lovely picture to have. Um, I'm, I, obviously I could Google this and think about it properly the previous season but cracky it's been a while since, since they were 3-0 ahead. It was a wonderful feeling. Suddenly you could react, relax when that third goal went in. And obviously QPR were gone then. QPR, you know, looking at their players, they are the sort of side. I think that, you know, when the heavy midwinter comes and everything, I can see them struggling quite a bit. Yeah, a bit like, but, lightweight. If you've got a few yeah, but, heads, I, but I can see them on their day just outplaying a lot of teams. You know, they played some beautiful football, to be fair to them. But it was a big win for Cardiff that was really needed on the back of, as I say, in a different start. And I've got to say this. My spirits were lifted on the way to the game when I my son told me the, the lineup. Tomlin was playing. I said, we will win this now 3-0. And I actually predicted it before the game. It will be a heavy win. I still don't know how they managed that because they were so outplayed. One of the reasons they did was because of Lee Tomlin, mm-hmm. right? Because he had the dynamic run for the, for the the that led to the free kick for the first set-piece goal. And he also had the quick mind of thought to or thought of mind rather to play the the quick corner f- which led to the second goal which yeah, Pat, we scored didn't they clipped in and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually yeah. the ball was meant for Bakuno with behind White yeah, but yeah. White he put it into a good area yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was taken off after 60 odd minutes and I he's upset by that I was yeah, about to was. say I'm hesitating to say this he's I didn't think I didn't think he was best pleased with that decision he's upset because I thought he sort of looked at the candidate and said, why am I coming off? I, I'm i the match winner in this team, which he is. Do you know why you, we knew he was upset? I said to Glenn, he's, he's not happy. Because the substitute was beginning to happen. He went to, well, was like, he's outside the and he was looking over to the right, like, yeah, it can't be me, it can't be me, it can't be me. And Glenn said to me, it's always him. It's, it is, but, it's but always like, him. But, you know, it was such a predictable substitution so Tomlin was one of the fundamental reasons that Cardiff were two nil ahead mm-hmm. in a game they were being totally outplayed I agree. There. totally outplayed you know and a great goal by Passon for the third goal but once that's gone in it's, it's clearly game over and Cardiff played some decent football then but um, I thought they were being stretched too easily other than you know other than Tomlin you know still reliant on set piece goals which is what happened which is a strength not a weakness by the way but let's have more from open play um, fabulous win like Blakey says they're staying in touch still and I do think that when the deep midwinter does come I do think there's more squad strength in this Cardiff team than a lot of teams in the championship and I do think the spine of Etheridge, and I'm saying Etheridge, not Smithies, of Etheridge, albeit Smithies played well against QPR, to be fair, put a couple of excellent yeah, saves. Etheridge, Morrison, 
pack, and I come back to him, and Glatzel, I hope, will be the kind of spine card if need for the rest to play off. I think Pack huge. Indifferent, but I can imagine Pack being a Nathan Blake sort of player through and through, he's right? Huge. He's you know, huge. a presence in there. He suddenly appears to win the headers and the blitz, and he keeps the ball more than most Cardiff players, which mm. is a plus for me. Mm -hmm. I thought he had a little bit of an indifferent game, mm. right? But I just looked at him and thought, Do you know what? When the going gets tough, particularly away from home, this is the kind of dominant midfielder that Cardiff City have lacked for years and years. At, well, not for years, but they've lacked for some time, mm. yeah? Mm. Um, I thought he was man in a match yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. I thought, like, I think what you have to do, because I, I, I watched him for about five or six minutes. I just watched him. I was obviously watching the game, but he was my main focus. So I'd say I was scouting him, right? And I'm telling now, the two centre-backs, Morrison and Flint, he is a godsend for them because they don't get exposed. And even when they do, he's often the closest link to intercept, yeah. to disrupt. And sometimes when Morrison might go up for a throw-on, yeah, to take a long throw and leave that gap, but he'll just, if you watch him, he just slots into that. Number five, well, three yeah. or four, they call it yeah. now, but that centre back position. And he, 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 he was, and he, and calm, cool, nothing's too much. Seen him talk, seen him rant at a few people, passed the ball well, passed it easy, passed it long when he had to, but not a long ball, long pass. No, I just thought is, I thought he was so accomplished last time. I thought it was a brilliant performance by him. I thought he, and I'm with Kuna next to him. And Tomlin ahead of them, I thought that is a great trio. But I thought that little triangle there, I thought that worked really well. I thought that was the main reason why Cardiff won the game last night. That 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 to me has to be the way forward. And I know there's a lot of Joe Riles fans out there, but but at the moment that to me, you know, Tomlin has to play in that cam role, you know, the ten role for me. I'm, I don't think he will, by the way. I don't think he'll be picked at West Brom despite no. what I thought was a match-winning performance. Um, against QPR but that's the way it is the other thing I'd say that I don't know if this should really impress me or not right but <laughs> the other thing that did impress me about the team was the flare up near the end which I had a fabulous view of right so Patterson tried to flip the ball it, it, it was sort of went to touch tried to quick throw and then sort of was barged a little bit and he lost his rag with the uh, QPR player and boom all of a sudden Sean Morrison appeared to defend his mate Aidan Flint appeared to defend his mate Lee Peltier your mate Blakey was there not taking a backward step um, and I just looked at it and I thought this is a team you don't mess with mm. you know they are in this together you know and there was all sorts kicking off from the QPR players and Peltier wasn't taking a backward step as I say, Morrison was leading as the captain. And I'm not condoning a fracas in any way, you shape, are. or form. I'm not. <laughs> right? right but these things happen in a football game. Yeah. And Cardiff are not going to be kowtowed. There are a lot of leaders in that team. Well, it, it, Peltier, Pack, Morrison, Isn't Neil Flint. Warnock, is, that's yeah. what Neil That's does, important in the it? championship, isn't it's it? It's important Blakey? in any league, I think, uh, Paul. It's just important in football. Yeah. That you have you have players that I mean we could sit here now and probably name off the top of my head I could probably name five or six teams who I think 
you're lightweight, you know, very lightweight. You can do with a bit of oomph in your team. Yeah. Uh, and what, you know, Neil, traditionally, every team, when I used to play against his teams like Sheffield United, okay, we beat them up at Wolves in the playoff final, but they're big, they're strong, they're physical, they like to go toe-to-toe. They, they'll have a ruck with you because attitude reflects leadership at the end of the day and, and Neil is not someone who backs down to anybody, is he? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's just... That, though, for a Neil Warnock team, that's a given to me, yeah. playing against them for years and, you know, watching him manage for years. That's that's always the way. I, I think that's... That's the dilemma part of, of if you're going to go down the route of... Um, more possession-based football, then you're going to have to change personnel who are more comfortable in possession of the ball. And what, in my opinion, what Neil's scouting look at, what they're attracted to, first and foremost, is the physicality. So the character of a player. The physicality. No, 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 no. Because I played with some small players, you know, uh, Colin Cameron at Wolves, he was five foot five, Scottish, mate. He was more like Bigby off train spotting. He would fight a dinosaur. He was crazy. <laughs> so, you know, size is not necessarily anything to do with it. But, you know, if you're tough, you're tough. But what he, what what Neil Warnock's teams look for on scouts is, is big physical because, you know, they didn't sign Flint by accident to long, play alongside Morrison where the goal came from last night, it, 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 they're just atypical. You know, Peltz is, everyone knows he's horrible to play against, you know. You know, you leave one on you. Bennett will leave one on you, you know. Pack, physical, big, strong. Bamba, you know, they, they're all physical. Then you've got uh, Patterson coming on, big, physical, strong, you know, so... No, that that's that's why I think to digress a little. That's why I think winds Neil up about Murphy mm-hmm. is when he wants him to like be a bit more. Not I don't mean kick people. I mean just be a bit more aggressive in the challenge and what have you, and don't let him push you off the ball and that. Sometimes he gets easily pushed around by people, right? and when you're that way inclined where you'll kind of fight the bear sort of thing and you see someone pushing one of your players around and he's not reacting to go up and start pushing back. You know, it, 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 it's hard, you know what I mean? It, 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 it like, it, it, it riles you. So, you know, I understand the, 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 the shape, the size, the height of the team, the strength of the team. And that's, that's no surprise that they've got a one-in-all-in policy. I think most teams um, have that. Cardiff are just a very big physical team, you know. They've got some uh, five or six lads who are well over six foot, physical, know it, and, and play to your strength. Speaking about uh, big and physical, the first two goals come from set pieces. Um, please, Neil Warnock, greatly at the end of the game that finally they managed to put together a few clinical set pieces. How did you view those? Uh, the first one was, I thought, the ball in by Tomlin uh, made the first one. Because mm, he did it a few minutes earlier, but Flint headed her at the keeper and, yeah, they, and then yeah. tried it again. Yeah, so it was like, like but they, what what they done against Hull, they they done it so many times, and what it it's it's predictable, but it's hard to stop. 
unless you can go man for man. You know, I was, I, I thought last night, QPR, two centre-halves, mate, you're two big lads. Go fight their two big lads. But they, they, they didn't for some reason. Mm. Um, so I thought the first goal was a, a typical Cardiff goal. You know, knock down, knock, knock on. Uh, win the first one, win the second one, you tend to score. We always say that. A second goal, I'm trying to think. Uh, pack set piece, with, uh, off the quick set piece. Yeah. Again, Tomlin that at the heart the of it. Ground. I thought that, that no, was, I thought that was very... Um, that was off the cuff. That was very off the cuff, yeah. I would say. There's no way that was off yeah. the training ground. The training ground is, is whipping in the air. Mm. That was Bakuna hanging out for the ball and Tomlin at the last minute spotting it and trying to find White. it. No, White actually got the ball, but I'm convinced it was meant for Bakuna. Oh, OK, but the pass yeah. to White was meant. Uh, for Bakuna is what I'm saying. That, yeah. yeah, White came in. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to Bakuna on the edge, you would have just whacked it towards goal as it was. White might have mishit it a little bit, but it just ended up beautifully at Pack's feet, and it's two 0 No, yeah. I wouldn't say miss it. I would say he put a good ball. In. We were right behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was right. a, it was a good pass. I thought. Yeah. I would say fizzed in okay. to a good area and where you can see a couple of blue shirts. One of you's bound to get on the end of it, and and it was a simple tap in. I thought it was. I thought it was um, um, very just see it, do it, right. Yeah. By Tomlin, and that's that. That's him, though, isn't it? That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. And, and kind of don't do enough of that. It's no, play, they don't you know, they're because very structured. Like, yeah, even every throw in, yeah. Morrison comes up. So it's nice to have the ball. Off the cup. That's yeah. what, well, it surprises people. Otherwise, people get set. But what I'm saying is, even when they get set, Neil's approach is well. If they can't stop it, yeah, just do the set piece. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it hasn't been working a lot this season right and you know so we'll get into the stage where you think oh just like I always say just get it and throw it in quick get it back and whip one in or do something different do you know what I mean because it's becoming predictable and teams are not necessarily winning the first one but they'll put so many people in the box that they'll win the second and you know but last night it, it, it worked well so you know it's uh, nice to see a bit of uh, variety yeah. And Callum Patterson's goal, Blakey, just how difficult a, a technique is that? Hit into the ground, you've got a chance. Don't get underneath it because it spins and goes over the bar. Uh, hit into the ground, which he done. Um, hey, listen, listen, it's not Gareth Bale, Real Madrid, you know, Champions League final. It's a good finish. You know, it's a good finish. And uh, credit to him, kept the ball down, done what you'd say. You bet them slightly miss it in them and they'll go in. You catch them clean and sweet, they tend to just over the bar. So uh, I thought it was a great finish to be fair to him. And he, and he had come off the bench. So um, yeah, good impact he made last night. I thought I, I thought everyone played played a decent game last night, even though QBR were good. I thought they weren't so good in the final third. Yeah, I mean, you know, Eze, the, the, the black lad with the locks, I thought he was a good player. But Still thought, I would want you to break the lines more. You're very good at the ball, twisting, turning. You play a nice pass, but break the lines more. I thought they didn't really have a striker. I thought that was a big miss for them. 
Uh, we both liked um, Asai Samuel. Samuel on yeah, the right. struggled with him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, but again, last twenty minutes, he was. I thought Bennett came back superb. Yeah, last twenty right. minutes. I don't yeah. think he was of any really, sort of significance. Yeah. Second half, he wasn't really. I've rarely seen major troubled as he was. No, in but the first, first half, he gave him a lot of a lot yeah. of grief. But mm. I thought he came back really well. Yeah, I thought, I thought he Bennett did as well. Fair, I thought he did as well. So, like I said, I just thought it was whilst. QPR had a lot of the ball. I wasn't, like when you text me and you said to me, I wasn't surprised because that's how we do. That's kind of us. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen that a few times, even when we got promoted. You know, teams pop, 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 and then we end up 1-0. It's like, huh? <laughs> but I'm used to that now. It's, you know, if I would I would say if I was speaking, like I seen Gavin Ward yesterday, um, great to see him. Uh, he's at QPR now on the coaching staff and we were just chatting about life really we didn't talk about the game but um, he's probably gone on thinking the same thing how did we lose that game but I would say to him that that's what if you don't physically match Cardiff and you don't take your opportunities you'll lose because Cardiff will nick a goal they will just keep throwing it every throwing near the box boom Boom, every corner, boom, boom, every set piece. Boom, boom. I said to you, didn't I? If I was um, the f for the first goal for Cardiff, I'd be annoyed at my man bringing down Tomlin in a dangerous position. Then I'd be annoyed at, right, we've worked on these two being picked up. And, you know, for those two, one to head it, one to score, they've probably done work all week to prevent that. Yeah. So, but. It's easy in training. When he's up against the men, it's a different thing. 28% possession, which I think is the lowest all season, and then a 3-0 win, which is the biggest win all it's what season. what we do. So quite a head-scratcher there, It's Paul. what we do. No, we've, we've seen it before. That, that sums up my text to Blakey during the game. How on earth are we winning this game? Yeah, but we've seen that? that before. Have you not? We, if we back, went back over the records in the promotion season, you'd see that. Mm. I think if you went back over the Premier League season, the games we won... We probably had less possession than that in every game. There may be one or two where we had 28, 30, 35% possession, but generally we hover around the 30 to 38% possession. We don't, we're rarely into the 40s and we could be in the 20s. Well, I'm rather hoping that with Pack, Bakuna and Tomlin in the side, that possession ratio will change, Blakey. Do you know why it won't, Paul? Because it was a it was a time last night where we were I think it was we were two 0 up, and they had put a lot of pressure on us, and I think even the fans at the Canton end who were singing their heads off were thinking, right to relieve it now, keep the ball for a minute. And I said to you, look, we can't keep it, we can't keep it more than four or five passes, we can't, we we're not, we don't. I think people think, oh, it just happens, but it doesn't. You have to work these things in training. Right, in this in this position, when we do gain it back, nice and solid, right, what happens? Right, he makes that run there. Right, you look the little pass inside him there. That should release you into that position. Or if we're down this side, that You know, I don't think once we regain the ball back, we are just looking to get it to their goal as quickly as possible. We're not looking... And I think even, like I said, the fans were thinking, keep the ball just a minute. You know, you've just come under five, six minutes of severe pressure. Keep the ball for yourselves. Rest in possession of the ball. 
That's what I always say, right? Rest in possession of the ball. But it, 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 it's not going to happen. So it's just... And then we go and score too. Well. Nice touch at the end, uh, Glenn, that I want to mention, which was Neil Warnock being applauded by both sets of fans yeah. and applauding both sets of fans. That doesn't happen much in football. It certainly doesn't happen much with Neil Warnock. <laughs> um, you know, he normally gets abuse from the uh, opposition fans. I thought it was a lovely touch. Mm. Lovely touch. Roundly mm. applauding them. He... They roundly applauded him, and then of course the usual loving from the Cardiff fans, which is understandable, particularly after a three-nil win. Mm, mm. So seven games undefeated now, then and something of a role, Blakey. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's 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 like I say, it's, it's typical. I think. I mean, you know, I think I think the pro- I think part of what I say in my opinion when um, I'm saying like I would move to the next stage is just it's just that it's just the next stage people take it personally that's up to them but I will just analyse what I see right I'll analyse what I see and like I said to you I don't get my hopes up for us to go and rest in possession of the ball because I know we don't do it <laughs> and I don't get our hopes up for us to you know score a goal after 22 passes it's not going to happen right so you know cut that part off cut, turn that switch off and if it does happen for some reason then it's a wow moment but what you see last night that is typical of us that's a typical Cardiff City performance under Neil so you win the game everyone goes home happy like I said a couple of weeks ago when you're winning everything's sound yeah it's the moment you stop winning and go on six or seven games because then the performance gets analysed, the possession gets analysed. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. And it looks a wholly worse than 60% possession, you know, 14 shots on goal, seven on target, lost the game 2 0. People can say, oh, well, I can see we, we should have. Where we are, you, you need to score, and we we did so. All good. Paul Cardiff just sneaking under the radar a little bit. Do you think? Yeah, I I mean, I did say we have said on the show before the important thing is that Cardiff stay in touch, and that this season could still go either way. Um, it could be a charge towards the top three or four, or it could be a Cardiff stay roughly where they are now move up to eighth maybe type thing um, but the fact that you know Neil he said after the game didn't he Warnock after the whole game that sometimes you've just got to have this base to work from which was the unbeaten run of six games that you're talking about but it made QPR a must win game mm. and, and of course having won that changed the mindset as I say they're five points off top place um, which is nothing so it shows how congested it is, given that Cardiff are 10th. They've just got to hang in there, hang in there, and then hope that that squad strength I mentioned earlier, the physical power comes into its own as the conditions get tougher to play in as the season goes on. You know, a team like QPR will be you know, really struggling in certain conditions. Um, and the the Warnock factor in terms of knowing this division better than anybody will all have a significant part to play and that they can charge in the new year. 
Because what we've seen last night, obviously Mendes is okay. But you would say, aside from Edridge and Bamba really, mm. you know, that's probably the starting eleven. At, at, at home. And you oh, might oh. chuck Rawls in there yeah. instead of Tomlin. Do you understand me? Not as the number 10, but in a different <laughs> shape midfield. But, you know, I would say it's only, we're only two or three players off being full strength. Mm. So, you know, like I say, it, that's not going to alter much. One's a goalkeeper. Mm. One's a centre-back. Mm. Yeah? So, like, what we see now, it, you know, I think it's... The, I'm not surprised by it. This is kind of a scruffy kind of, you know, win. You know, a lot of it fans out and you get over the line and blah, 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 blah. But it, it's a different feeling to the, uh, the promotion season, right? But it's different combinations, isn't it? So yeah, it's a different feeling, it. right? Yeah, yeah the, 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 that season, we knew there was something special happening from the get-go. Mendes Lang was like a... Mm. A revelation, wasn't he? He just like hit the ground, not running. He hit the ground with like, you know, power bleeding spikes on his feet. He was unbelievable. He was, he was. But this season, it's like a bit of a grind. Get the wheels churning forward, and last night, now as you said, now you gain a bit more, more momentum, a bit more confidence, and it's incredible what you look like. I don't think as many people were predicting Forest to be where they are. Yeah, Swansea to be where they are. But what happens is when you win games, yeah. builds momentum, builds belief, and, builds yeah. trust, builds everything. Basically. And this is the point I was, you know, I guess I was trying to make that that the, the there's a whole new mindset. The moment Cardiff charge into that top six, there's a whole new mindset about it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, while they're out of there, it's uh, oh, you know should be doing this, this, and this to get in there if you like, and and you know play different style of football, but. Once they're in there, it's a different mindset. The fans are even more passionate behind the team. There's a sense of expectation and the tactics work in a situation like that. Of the six or seven teams at the top now, not all of them are going to stay there. Right? I would say six teams, probably three will stay, four will hover around it and two will drop out. We've just got to be one of those teams that takes advantage of the teams who, who drop out of there going forward up until and we try and get there before Christmas but if not no panic like I said you can do it in January February when you start to get the March that's when I always say last 10 games if you're not in and around it chances are you know you might get in there for a, a weekend but you know chances are you fall back out so it's a bit of a yo-yo so you know just just stay in touch and distance that's that's the main thing I think at the moment um but for me, if we get in, it'll be fifth or sixth, four, fifth, sixth. I don't think we're a top of the top two this year. I think it's four, fifth, sixth. Uh, but like I said, I think we'll. No, I think we're slightly better than where we are now in the league. I think we're like seven, eight, top ten team. Uh, but what momentum gives you? What confidence gives you? What belief gives you? It can take you up the league, no problem. Okay, well that's the end of part two. In part three, we'll be having a little look ahead to West Brom and then some Ask Blakey and predictions. Uh, welcome back to part three. So, 
West Brom away on the weekend. Do we think that's the toughest test yet for this Cardiff City side? Yeah, West Brom, good team. Mm. Yeah, good front line as well. Good, good all round. They are got a bit about them in midfield. Strong at the back. Uh, good going forward from the from deep positions from the back can counter attack you and can keep the ball. So I would say it's probably our toughest test so far this season. You know, they and they. They're doing well, so real tricky game. Coming up against Kenneth as a whole, maybe he uh, he hasn't set the world alight since uh, going to. Oh, Paul's mate! Yeah, 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 yeah. Go to West Brom. Yeah. What, what do you think of his uh, his season so far up there? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't focus on former players. I only focus on players that are Cardiff. I've seen I've seen him in the game the other day. Um, I think it was against Leeds. They lost one 0 uh, he done well. He, he, he done well. Should have scored for me. Should have scored a couple. But um, no. Typical performance from Kenneth that we've seen at Cardiff. You know, you just think you think yourself. He's lacking aggression. And even the commentator said, oh, apparently when he gets angry, he's really. You know, I'm like, we'll just play angry then. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, don't wait to get angry. Go into the game angry. But. Everyone's personality is different, but uh, no, I, I I wouldn't be looking and 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 if I'm Morrison or, or Flint, I wouldn't be worried in any by any stretch of imagination. I just think just physically dominate them, and I think that's what they'll try to do, whether it works or not, because we know Kenneth can run over the top and plant one in the top corner. So you just got to beat him up for ninety minutes. Paul, do you think uh, Kenneth Hall is the type of player that can trouble this Cardiff City defence? trouble any defence on his day but I've no idea what he's doing this season I haven't I don't even know I've no idea I've not even followed what he's done since he's left Cardiff I think so. he scored two two penalties I think he? Um, he didn't even take penalties for Cardiff so. yeah I've seen him take one penalty it was about a week ago or maybe two weeks mm. ago yeah um, I think you know whether Zahor's part of the first 11 or not I think West Brom are a seriously good team at this level and are probably are going to be in the top three come the end of the season. Whether they're in the top two or not, I'm not sure, but mm. they'll be they'll be one of the teams to, that you have to finish above yeah. if you're going to get automatic promotion. Having yeah. said that, then would you say it would be a big statement then if Cardiff go up there and, and get a result on Saturday? Oh, what do you mean by a result? A win. A win. Oh, that would be massive. That would be the biggest win of the season. Yeah, I'd be like when they went to Wolves in yeah. the. Uh, yeah. the championship last that'd time be, that would be massive if Cardiff managed Huge. to do that something um, that could ignite something do you think well, then well that, yeah. that's, that, that will just that doesn't build belief and confidence that just gives you an abundance yeah and, and you do it going into the international break mm. and so there's a you know there's a real belief in those two yeah. weeks while training grounds better day yeah. to day yeah. everyone's happier that would be, you know? be huge if yeah. Cardiff managed to win this game and there are going to be 2,000 Cardiff fans going there. The atmosphere at the Hawthorne is going to be rip-roaring. It'll be a phenomenal occasion. I'm going. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm. So, how, Blakey, how have you viewed this, this little period in between the last international break and, and this international break? Two wins, two draws. Better. Starting to look more like their old... Well, say their old selves. Very old selves. Um, they're different for me. Mm. They, they, they play as they, the same, very similar way. But they're different. Personnel's different, so they're different. I think Pat could be in a team that plays hundred passes a goal, or he could be in a team that's more direct. I think he's a 
a really accomplished player. I think Bakuna's, you know, found his position in that central midfield. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's you, you've got to say two wins, two draws. People are happy, fans are happy, going in the right direction. Chains moving forward. Yeah, it's 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 decent. It's like, decent. I don't like, listen. Like I keep repeating, <laughs> again, I don't look for us to be playing beautiful football. You know, I just there's. I'd like it, but it's not going to happen. So I don't. But like you said in one of these, the first podcast of the season, that a sounder judgment could be made of Cardiff after ten games. We are mm. now ten games mm. in. Mm. What is your very short assessment? I would say um, I wasn't surprised wholly by the start. Disappointed, but not really surprised. Uh, and where we find ourselves is about right, I would say. Um, probably one or two, maybe one or two games have got away, but then there's one or two games where I think we've been fortunate in. So we're kind of even that. I would say... If you're looking as a, a promotion team, as I just said, I think we can get into that four, fifth, sixth spot um, if we have a really, really good run. Uh, but then you're talking wins away from home and wins at home, which is not mean feat, right? Uh, as we've seen this season. But um, if not, I think yeah, seven, eight, nine, you know, just just hover around there. We're tenth, and yeah, I'd, I'd say that's. And that's about where we should be at this moment in time the good thing is you, you are in a position where your next game you're not thinking oh come on you've got to get going we got to you know we're going it's just now building momentum and pace and belief and you know after the international break can you get back on it a couple of wins uh, and by November you're in a position where you know you really you're at it. Do you know what I mean? Because like I keep going back to the last summer of the championship, from day one we were at it. You know, and uh, it's different personnel. Takes time to bed. The beauty of the last time, people bedding straight away. It's not happening, doesn't always happen, but we are going in the right direction. So for me tenth is about right, yeah. Paul, would you agree with that assessment? No, I think I need to do better. Um, I think uh, but I think they're capable of doing better mm. and where I can agree with Blake is they've got you know they've got these new partnerships these new players and so it does take time to bed in I could moan about the pack injury but every every team gets injuries um, it's been an indifferent start I've, I've, but what I would say is this that you know there is better to come and if if you've won 3-0 in a game when you've been largely outplayed for great periods of that game crack it us let's treat that as a positive sign rather than a negative you know, I treat that as a norm though <laughs> no I do I do I, I, I don't I don't I don't look I look at our possession stats and I smile but it, I'm never surprised because I, I, if you can tell me in the last three seasons, Neil's been here, if you can tell me three games where we've had 
more possession than the opposition, I I say okay. But bet you couldn't tell me five or six. It's just the, the way it is. You know what I mean, I just think we're not as dynamic. That is that is what I think, and I think that is why at the moment we're finding it more difficult to get going. But we're going. That's the good thing about it. Okay, well, let, let's move on to some, some Ask Blake here. There's, there's a lot of questions in this week, so I want to get going on it. Um, Peter Tromans, I hope that's how you pronounce. All right, Pierre. He says, one for Blakey, are we really that physical to play against? Or is it just a case of the opposition not being able to cope with the size of Morrison, Flint, Bamber, etc. when he comes back in? Or are the opposition distracted from a lack of their own capabilities? Uh, I think we are a physical, f- physical team. And, I, and, I, and what happens is when a manager of the opposition keeps going on, now you can't let him beat you and you can't let him, he'll be and he'll be prone and in. And, you know, players go in and then you get into the moment and you're thinking, oh my God, where is he? Oh, I got to... So, yeah, we are that physical. Uh, I don't think our set pieces have been as prominent as they could be. But if you look at last night, then you got to say a big a big thing is was Tomlin's delivery mm. and speed of thought last night's win. So you know you've got to say what I'd like to see with Tomlin is him becoming a ninety-minute player or coming off last five minutes because he's you know he's blown a bit of a gasket. But I think you know not build a team around him sort of thing but make him the main focal point of your attack then definitely 100% and, 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 and don't worry too much like what we noticed last night he worked incredibly hard yeah yeah, yeah. so he has stepped up that side of his game so and that shows a great willingness to want to be part of the team and want to be the main man you know it, okay it's different it's different with Sergio Aguero but you know, you, you, Pep got him to a point where if you, you've got to work up front. And, you know, Tomlin's a, a luxury player, but the luxury players are not expecting you to do the same work as Joe Rouse does. I'm not expecting that. But at the same time, I'm not expecting you to come in with, like, running 6 or 7K in a game. You're gonna have, they, those boys run 13, 14K. You're going to have to be running, like, 10, 11. You know what I mean? And then give me the magic at the end of it. You know, I think like last night he, he went some way to some way to doing that. Okay, we got Miguel de Silva. Miguel. He says, "What are your thoughts on playing Patterson at right back over Pelts?" Nah, not for me. No. Nah, Pelts. I I've always said, uh, you know, I I I, I really like Pelts. He's um, and what he does, he, he puts a bit of fear in the opposition as well, opposition winger. Mm. opposition forward because people know he's got a reputation he'll leave some on you so no not for me I think Patterson um, I'd actually say he's being utilised probably how I would utilise him right now you know I don't think he he's going to um, play in front of Tomlin in that 10 position maybe away from home but that's where I say that's where you you might sh- struggle That's that's where the confidence might take a knock if you go away from home and you haven't got that creativity and you lose the game, players start to think, well, if he was playing, we probably would have got an extra two or three chances. 
and that's where the mind starts to play tricks for you. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a difficult one. Um, we've got Hugh. Hi, Hugh. He's asked a couple of questions, but I'll pick one out. He says, what's wrong with Murphy at the moment? Do you think there's anything wrong with him? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think he might have had in his, in his head he might have gone to the Premier League this year after last season. And sometimes when it doesn't happen, it might take you a while to get over the fact that it's not happened. But um, I think I think he's done all right. I don't think he... Again, I think you, you might look and want more. But personally, I, I, I think... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think oh, he could give me so much more. I, I just don't think he is. Mm. I don't think he does. I think he's like a good championship player. Uh, you know, could play in the Premier League, no doubt. He's proved it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Like, what I see is kind of what you get. I, you know, some in different performances. Not probably as influential away from home as he is at home. At home, he can win a game for you, uh, but doesn't win games often enough for you. You know, some players are like that. Uh, Morgan Long asks, bit out of left field, but what do you think of the effectiveness of sending the academy boys on loan to Welsh Prem? George Radcliffe is playing brilliantly in goal for Barry, and I have no idea why we paid Newport for a third keeper when he's at the club. Um, Good question, I think. Welsh Premier League honestly I would if I'm at Cardiff City I'm looking to get from the championship I'm looking to get players into League 2 no lower than the conference really mm-hmm. and I tell you why because what you can do is you can pick up good habits as a young pro but you can also pick up bad habits right and I can get shot down if, if people want to, but this is my opinion. I don't think the Welsh Premier League is up a higher standard as League Two or the Conference. Right? So if you send a player, a young player, below that and then bring him back expecting him to play Championship, it's well, mate, oh, good luck with that. That's all I can say. Good luck with that. Right? So it's like training to run a London Marathon and only training and doing 100 metre sprints <laughs> good luck <laughs> right good luck it's not going to happen right you're going to blow up after a couple of miles so for me it, there needs to be some sort of process and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed I have been for a long time that not enough academy players because there's not a there's not a Cardiffian in the team I don't think in the squad these days Cox was on the bench, I yeah, think. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. But yeah. But no, then right. the, the knock on effect is if you look at the Welsh squad, it's, I would say, 60, 70 cent Swansea boys. Yeah. You revert like 10 years ago, it's was, it was totally different. So, you know, the academy at Cardiff, um, I, know, I know they dislike me, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Because your job is to produce players. And if you're not producing players, don't have a snipe at me. Have a have a look at yourself and ask yourselves why aren't we producing players? You can't keep saying, "Oh, well, Neil buys players. Neil buys players." Well, he, he probably buys players because he feels he hasn't got a good enough standard in the academy 
to play in the first team. And this is a problem long before Neil came here. Mm. Right? Like I keep saying to people, the last time we had an academy boy who was what I call hot was Ramsey. That's a decade ago. You know? Rambo will be coming to his retirement in three or four seasons. We, we have to do better. You know, I don't expect four players a season, but every three seasons, for the money that's gone in by the owner, if that academy isn't producing every three years two players that go into the first team or they get in the first team and then I sell them to a, a League One club for 250 grand or whatever, I mean, I'm pulling it over the coals. I'm telling you now, what's going on, fellas? Because it's been way too long for us not to have seen the talent that Cardiff has and, you know, surrounding areas and what have you. So it needs to be better. Gareth Boy asks... Gareth Boy? Is Blakey up for doing a live podcast with an audience? Sure, some fans would love to attend. Absolutely, Gareth, yeah. You just chuck the pub in or whatever the venue and I'll speak to G here the lead and I'll speak to Paul the man who holds the purse strings for with the sympathy <laughs> plaster on his head and we will come no doubt I think it's something we should have done a long time ago yeah if, if there's um, if there's a call for it I think that'd be great wouldn't it yeah, I, I, you know I just think um, and it's nice to get amongst the fans and have opinions that differ you know yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, like I always say, gee, it's just an opinion, mm-hmm. right? You can share it, you can dislike it, you can love it, you can loathe it. I, you know, it's I, I respect yours, and every other fan that goes to Cardiff City, whether he goes every game home and away, or whether he chooses to go once every three months or once a year, he's got an opinion. You can't tell people who pay their money and go in through the turnstile, turnstile, that's a bit old, yeah, turnstile that you know. Oh, your opinion's wrong, or you can't have an opinion. That's what this game's about. Well, so, if, if you are interested in, in, a, in a live podcast... Absolutely, again, we'll, do a, we'll do a special. Get um, in touch with me on, on Twitter, at uh, GlennWilliams12, or Paul Bandonato, or Cardiff City Live. We can, uh, we can gauge what the, fans, what the fans want. Oh, you can get me on Facebook. You can't, really, because <laughs> I don't do social media. <laughs> uh, a couple more Blakey uh, Libby Too Good says does Blakey think Smithy should continue as first choice goalkeeper or does Etheridge deserve to step oh, I was back hoping that no, you know, I was hoping no one would ask that question today because <laughs> Paul do. touched on it earlier as well no, I and last week I said you got to stick with Smithies yeah and he picked him apart for that goal well he made a mistake <laughs> but mistakes happen but yep. the point is I think Cardiff are better for it because when you show faith in someone and say, well, uh, yeah, you know, it's not a case where you're on eggshells or if you make a mistake, off, mm. next man in. You know, Everidge has to be patient. And you remember, you remember the situation with um, Burnley when they had Pope and uh, Heaton? Mm. Yeah? And I think they had um, the ex-England keeper Hart. as well, Hart, at one time. Mm. All, all at the same time. And what they ended up doing, they ended up having the shift Heaton to bring through Pope. But Heaton was the main man. Heaton's a villa now, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But they've had to, in the end, they've had to make a decision and they've gone with probably the, he wasn't the second choice, but Heaton had the, the shirt before him. So, right now, Smoothies, I thought, had a really good game last night. 
I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. really good save. I thought his distribution as well, very good. You know, um, made a mistake against Hull. Some people might not see it as a mistake. He might not see it as a mistake. Mm. You know, I might totally disagree, but that's how I viewed it. Uh, but no, he would be my number one for now. And Ash Price says, does Blakey think Tom Lynn should be starting ahead of Rawls and what would his midfield be with a fully fit squad? Pack, Bakuna and Tom Lynn. Home and away. Home and away. Home and away. No I'd, just say, I'd just say that I'd say the Tom Lynn away. I'd say the Glatzel just just occupy the two centre halves. And I'd say the Tom Lynn defensively, this is the shape where I want you. When we win the ball, you can go left, you can go right, you can go central, you can go high, you can come low, you can, you can go where you want. Basically, but from a defensive standpoint, I'm not expecting you to chase back to the eight yard box. But if it's needed, you have to do it, right? If we're out of position and it's only you have to do it, but I'm not expecting you to work box to box. But that means when we're in possession of ball, you have to be Johnny Dangerous, you have to cut people apart. Which, in fairness to him, he's doing at the moment, yeah. And finally, then let's let's move on to predictions. So, Paul Abandonato, I will come to you first for the trip to West Brom. What do you predict? A riot. He predicts a riot. <laughs> Two on West Brom. Nathan Blake? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Right? Because I think we're confident enough and I think they'll, they'll, they'll have some chances. But I'm going to go... One one because I think we've we've just got enough confidence to be able to go there and and cope with them. Yeah. Through gritted teeth, I will have to agree with Paul Bandonato. I think I do. I thought it's going to be two one. Your opinion's rubbish. Don't know what you're talking about. I, I, well, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But um, yeah, I think two one West Brom. Unfortunately. Okay. Hope that's not the case though. Okay. But let's hope there is a massive statement of intent. Mm-hmm. And that they sneak a 1 0 win, grab a wonderfully disciplined 1 0 win, and that would just really set things up beautifully as we go into the international break. Yeah. Let's hope that is the case. Thanks all once again for your questions. Great questions. Uh, thank you for listening, and make sure you keep up to date with all the Cardiff City news at Wales Online. Bonjour.